patriotism, faith, national unity, education, fiscal responsibility, civility, the values that define America. Fascinating stories and talks from America-loving patriots dedicated to preserving freedom, opportunity, and justice. Welcome to the Friends and Fellow Citizens Podcast. everyone and welcome to episode 70 and the 2021 holiday trivia special on friends and fellow citizens i'm your host sherman tyloski thank you all so much for joining me today i hope you're having a wonderful holiday season and you're excited for the upcoming festivities at the end of this episode make sure you subscribe to our email list at shermantyloski.com link is down in the show notes below Last week, we had our solo holiday special, and today we will have our interview special, if you like. Today is a special episode because we are continuing really just our festivities about the winter holiday season, and we have so many amazing episodes about policy and the other issues facing our nation and the world, but it's always a good time to take a break and to really focus on the things that bring us together, whether it's family, whether it's celebrating Christmas or celebrating Hanukkah or whatever holiday you celebrate. It's all about the festivities and just having fun with each other. This episode is also going to be the first of its kind in Friends of Fellow Citizens history. It is a holiday trivia. Our special guest joining us this week is Hallie Smith. Hallie is a short-form video content creator on YouTube and TikTok and creates a lot of entertainment lifestyle content. She has over 1.2 million followers on TikTok and over 240,000 subscribers on YouTube as of today's recording. She is the owner of Hallie Media and Design LLC and does video consulting and brand partnerships Her online TikTok course is due to launch January 2022. Her content is truly amazing. I watched a number of her videos, and she just does an amazing job creating these fun videos for all to enjoy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and now I'm very happy to welcome Hallie Smith to our podcast. Hallie, thank you so much for joining us in our Friends and Fellow Citizens Holiday Special. Of course. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on, Sherman. I'm excited to jump into today's episode. It's going to be so fun. Wonderful. Well, before we get started, um, I just wanted to preface saying that this really is our first ever holiday trivia special. Uh, We've never done anything like this, and Hallie had enough confidence to give me confidence to do this. (laughs) And uh, I I just want to, again, thank you so much for joining me for today's holiday special. Um, Hallie, and also for those who are new to Friends and Fellow Citizens, one of the things that we do is that although we are a show about civics and policy and whatnot, we do like to take breaks from those because that can be very, very exhausting. Even as someone like myself, I love these areas of expertise, but we all have to take a break somehow. And I, this is a really good time just to focus on the holidays, focus on things that uh, bring us together. And uh, I'm really excited because um, this will be 
uh, trivia. So what I've asked Hallie to do is to come up with some questions about the winter holiday season and the trivia and just trivia stuff. I've got a bit of a bit of a twist here because she's the guest, so I get to I get to do whatever I want on this show. Um, <laughs> not only. I- not only have I been able to put together some things, uh, some questions about uh, the winter holiday season, but I've also added some some twists and turns regarding coffee because Hallie um, and I want, I'd like you to share with us a little bit about your aficionado side, perhaps of coffee. But uh, you are a big fan of it, and I, if I just may, I am completely with you on the on the coffee team so tell us a little bit about your your love for coffee and what your favorite kind of coffee is well i'll start with the ironic part is that i actually have given up coffee for a month um so (laughs) oh no (laughs) um but yeah i love coffee it really honestly kind of runs in my family my dad is obsessed with coffee my grandma's obsessed with coffee my mom loves coffee um, I was doomed, but, um, you know, not, not too bad of a thing as long as, you know, moderation, but I started drinking coffee back in college and I was always like, Oh, I'll never get to drinking it once a day. And then I got to that point and that's why I'm here giving it up. Um, but it started with Starbucks. I did, I do, I'm a content creator. So I make videos, short form videos on TikTok and YouTube. An Instagram where I go to a bunch of different places. I order things inspired by my outfit. And this coffee series was going to Starbucks until somebody could guess my name right. So that got me the wonderful image of this girl who is obsessed with coffee. Um, So that's about as far as the aficionado goes. I don't actually, you know, I'm not a coffee connoisseur, but I do drink a lot of it. And I do like to try different blends and stuff like that. So, yeah. I'm intrigued to see what these questions are. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. We'll we'll test out the 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 coffee aficionado part of Hallie <laughs> Smith today. And uh by the way, you have a I I just want to say you have a great first name, by the way. Uh I thought and Thank I, you. I, I I I'm proud to say that when I saw your name, I knew exactly how to pronounce it. Because Haley is with Haley, one. There you go. Hallie. I mean, yeah, you you, you sound it out. It comes out Hallie. But often confused with feeling. Exactly. I thought of the comet, like Halley's Comet. That uh, I think the right. last time came out was 1986, so I wasn't around then. But hopefully, maybe <laughs> sometime in our lifetimes, we'll be able to see that uh, that fly by Earth at some point. <laughs> All right. So let's get into the questions, uh, Halley. I'm going to have you start first. So what we'll do is we'll alternate. We'll read out our questions. If there are any multiple choice answers, we'll obviously read them out. We'll read them out twice so that the audience can follow along. Um, again, I have not seen her questions. I have no idea how many curveballs she's thrown uh, throwing at me. Uh, hopefully, I'm throwing <laughs> some at her, but uh, I, I, I don't know. This this is all about taking a chance here, and uh, I'm really I'm just looking forward to this. So, Hallie, uh, let's yeah, kick it. off. Let's kick off with your first question. All right, let's do it. So my first question has to do with Hershey's. So the Hershey's wraps, they are often specialized and they have the holiday designs and the packaging every year. This has always been the case for them since they were founded. And it's what inspired many other candy companies to make specialized holiday packaging for their candy. True or false? Ooh, I, I've... 
I've been to Hershey's World, actually. That was back in, oh gosh, 2004. So I was a little kid, and <laughs> maybe maybe I should have focused more on learning about Hershey's instead of focusing too much on the chocolate there. I would have been so much more prepared for this question. It's probably difficult, <laughs> it's probably difficult to do. I know, right? Uh, temptations, temptations. I'm I'm gonna say I feel like I feel like it is something of a Hershey's thing. I'm just getting a vibe from them. I I love the way they do things over there. The Hershey's World in Hershey, Pennsylvania, great place. Definitely gotta go. I'm gonna say true for this question. It is actually false. So they started oh, wrapping their okay. kisses. They first started wrapping their kisses in red, green, and silver foil for the very first time in 1962. So they didn't always do it. And it was the success of the holiday wrapped kisses that led them to start dressing up their chocolate in for other holidays like Easter, Valentine's Day and fall harvest seasons, whatever else it may be. So I found that interesting, too, because you think of Hershey's and you think fancy wrapping, right? Right. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Well, uh, all right. I'm I'm in the hole right now, but it's okay. I'm I'm gonna climb back. Uh, That's that's super duper cool, because uh, I, I do think Hershey's. Um, for for many reasons reasons are very much a, a Pennsylvania staple and really just an American staple. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, fantastic, yeah. great question, Hallie. So, all right, well, I'm gonna kick off with my first question. Um, this one is about coffee. The question is: There are only two states in the U.S. that produce coffee. What are they? And I'll I can give you a hint if uh, if you need one here. Okay, well, I'm like pretty sure one of them's California. That's correct. One of them is California. What now? What's the other one? Okay. Now this is going to be a wild <laughs> guess. Okay. Let's think. What state has soil similar to California? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, let's see. I guess I'll go with something close to California, maybe. Or maybe maybe we'll throw it a curveball. Um, let's go with this is completely random, but I'm gonna say Texas. <laughs> well, you got the you definitely got the soil thing right. That's very very important because you need to have rich soil. Um, you also mm. need a tropical climate, so a warm climate. Um, you got California, so you got half right there. The other state is Hawaii. Hawaii. Ooh, okay, yeah. that makes sense. I should have thought of yeah. that. Yeah, I was like trying to, I'm like, I don't know what state has the same soil as California, but you know, that <laughs> makes sense. I kind of forgot about Hawaii. Yeah, that's right. And I just thought that it's a little strange to me because Hawaii is just not that big. So I was just like, well, you know, I just don't know how much capacity of coffee they can really produce. But yeah, right. uh, Hawaii is the other one. So who knew, right? Um, okay. Yeah, so fan- fantastic. I'm going to give you credit for that one because you got the right idea. So, uh, and you got did, one of those I, big ones. I'm impressed that I had, I knew one of those from looking at coffee packaging. <laughs> well, what's weird is that California is actually a new state to start, really start producing coffee. Hawaii has always been the major state to produce coffee. So that was, that's, that's why I was a little surprised by that. Uh, hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Huh. All right. So, um, Hallie's ahead one zero so far and, uh, Hallie will turn back to you for question number two. All right. So the second question is what year was the first tree placed at the Rockefeller center? 
And I'll do this just so it's not a stab in the dark for you. I'll do it multiple choice. Um, so your options are 1976, 1926, 1918, or 1931. And I'll repeat those again so you guys listening. That is what year was the first tree placed at the Rockefeller Center? Was it 1976, 1926, 1918, or 1931? Oh, that is a good question. That is a really, really good one. I'm trying to think like how, you know, how when the Christmas tree was really popularized as an idea. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to think like, a place like Rockefeller Center, I'm trying to also think like, you know, when New York really started, I guess, thinking like Roaring Twenties, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So my guess is, let's see, 31, that would have been like towards the end of that. That was actually not a good time really in the United States, generally speaking, with Wall Street crash and all that. I feel like 1926, because it was such a prime time, it was like a good time in U.S. history with the Roaring Twenties and all that. Um, I'm get, and given the fact that it wasn't really popularized until like early 20th century, um, mm-hmm. it was pretty modest for much of U.S. history, even up until the 19th century. So my guess is going to be 1926. That's that is my answer. That's a really good guess, and you're close, but it was 1931. Oh, and for the record, wow. I, I I would personally not know these answers either um, <laughs> had I not looked them up. So, yeah, it was actually the first one was a small unadorned tree just placed by construction workers at the center of a construction site. And then two years later, uh, another tree was placed with the lights, and nowadays it's got, like, over 25,000 Christmas lights. So it's crazy how it evolved. Wow. Okay. Well, I was, I guess, at least I was close. So, uh, yeah, you were. Yeah. Your thought process was there. Okay. <laughs> That's such a good one. Great <laughs> question, Hallie. All right. Um, let's go with mine. Okay. This is also a coffee related one. Um, if you, if you were to think of, imagine how much coffee is consumed every single year. And I don't, it doesn't matter what, what number, but this will be kind of the way I framed it. Uh huh. How many Olympic-sized swimming pools of coffee are consumed in the world every year? And this is a multiple-choice one, so that you don't have to throw a staff in the dark. (laughs) Yeah, that would be a major step. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Choice A, 20,000. B, 30,000. C, 40,000. Or D, 60,000. I'll repeat those again for the audience. Uh, how many Olympic-sized swimming pools of coffee are consumed in the world every year? Is it 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, or 60,000? I love this question. It's actually hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I feel like this is one of those questions where you always underestimate it. And everyone I talk to is obsessed with coffee. So I am just going to go with the highest number, which was, I believe, 60,000. That sounds like an insane number, but um, I guess we're insane as humans to be drinking that much coffee, if I'm right. (laughs) Exactly. And uh, let's hope hope that no one is swimming in pools of coffee, especially if it's hot. Uh, I I, um, I hope not. 
Yeah, so uh, that is, uh, you went in the right direction, but 60,000 is not the biggest number. Uh, the answer is 40,000. Okay. You know, I almost said 40,000 because I was thinking, don't go all the way, but still do a lot. But okay, that's still a concerning amount. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Hallie, your big reason why we're at that number. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I'm probably like 10,000 of those, right? <laughs> oh, gosh. I, I hope was, not. I know, <laughs> right? Sick. Oh, it's crazy. I, I actually calculated this question a little bit myself. So what I did was I looked up how many cups were consumed in the world. So the answer is that there's 400 billion cups of coffee consumed every year, which if you do wow. some math, uh, a cup is one sixteenth of a gallon which is 25 billion gallons. And I just looked up how many gallons there were in an Olympic-sized swimming pool. And one Olympic swimming pool has 660,000 gallons of water. So just, yeah, so just some basic division. And so the answer is approximately uh, 30, uh, close, almost 38,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools of coffee every single year. (laughs) Wow, that is a lot. Uh, blue. I, I think I just blew Hallie's mind already. We're not. We're not even in Maybe. the third question. <laughs> the the whole um, population of the world is going to have to do a one week or a one month coffee cleanse, as I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's too hard. I can't do it. I'm. I'm already. I've already submitted to my temptations. I. I can. I, coffee. Coffee wow. is my master now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is it my turn here for the question now? It is. Yes. So for this question, it's another true or false. And we're getting on the topic of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So the statement, the legend or story, whatever you want to call it, of Rudolph was written by an advertising employee at a department store in Montgomery Ward as a store promotion. True or false? Ooh, as a store promotion. I'm trying to think, like, because I I know that and Christmas related stuff really started getting published and all that, like magazines and all that. Like Santa Claus was put out in a magazine during the Civil War and all that. But with Rudolph, man, is it because he's a reindeer? Maybe it's a little different. Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say true for this one. Uh, I've got a sense that. Um, Maybe maybe it's I mean obviously it's probably not his first appearance or promotion out there but I'm going to say true for this one. That is correct. All it right. was that's how the original story was written and you know I did a little research on whether you know just to make sure this wasn't just an article. <laughs> um so there was a little bit of dissonance in people saying where it, exactly how it originated um but the story has it that 1939 an advertising employee at the department store at, at that department store in Montgomery Ward wrote the story of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer for a store promotion, uh, just kind of you know promoting the store. And that year, the store gave away 2.4 million copies of the story, so it just went viral essentially. Wow! So Rudolph was popular. <laughs> that so- that sounds great. Um, I I love that, and uh, I mean Rudolph. I mean you can't. You can't be, can't be real. I love the song when I was a kid and 
Um, he he's yeah. uh, he's kind yeah. of a bit of a <laughs> of a role model to some degree because you know the other reindeer are mocking him in this in the song they're mocking him of his red nose, but he uh, he stepped he yes. stepped it up and he has more courage than it seems like than a lot of leaders we have nowadays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, he, he definitely does. <laughs> yeah. We are now tied at one. So now I will turn to my third question here. Now, this is a holiday-related question. Okay. Which U.S. president supposedly banned Christmas trees in the White House because he absolutely did not like them at all? Is it A, Teddy Roosevelt, B, Abraham Lincoln, C, Thomas Jefferson, or D, Andrew Jackson? I'll read those again. So it's going to be which president supposedly did not like Christmas trees at all and wanted to get rid of them, every single one in the White House. <laughs> Was it Teddy Roosevelt, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, or Andrew Jackson? Hmm. I feel like I've heard this before. I definitely don't know for sure, but I, I'm leaning towards... I'm going to go with Andrew Jackson. Oh, I was going to say, I don't really have any specific reasoning, but for some reason that sounds like maybe it, but let's hear what was the verdict. I, I love that because Andrew Jackson was a bit of a crazy guy. So I was thinking like, oh, that probably fits with that. Um, real, sorry, real quick tangent before I reveal the answer. Andrew Jackson, one time he actually was at a party at the White House and he had, he, at that time, he used to have all kinds of people come in, which is kind of crazy. He's like, he's the president yeah. of the United States, just opens the doors and just lets people in. Yeah. Uh, well, right. there's a crazy guy uh, who uh, actually didn't like him very much, and he had two pistols in uh, hidden. And he approaches the president at the party, he pulls out a pistol, and the pistol jams. And he's like, oh, Jesus. Then he gets another one, and there's his backup. He pulls that trigger, and that also jams too. And by that oh time, Andrew Jackson already tackled him and just beat the daylights out of him right on the floor oh of the White gosh. House. Yeah, that was crazy. yeah. So uh, I was that was before Secret Service. Before Secret Service, it was people like Andrew Jackson just going out, and just like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this guy's career here. <laughs> I'm gonna protect, protect myself. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, it's crazy. That just goes to how crazy he is. So that's what I kind of thought. Unfortunately, that is not the right answer. Andrew Jackson, I guess, liked Christmas trees, but he did, but he didn't like potential assassins. Clearly, the answer is surprisingly Teddy Roosevelt. I need to go with my first instinct because that's the first thing <laughs> I thought, and I was like, no, I think he was like more of a nicer guy. So I was like, no, don't do that one. Dang it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a surprise. And I, I, when I phrased the question, so that was actually, it said supposedly, right? Um, and this was actually right. a myth about Teddy Roosevelt. So it actually wasn't because he didn't like Christmas trees. Um, he, what happened was that he, and there was actually, there, there's just no evidence really to, to back that up. But that was kind of the myth that was going around in newspapers at the time. And it really was just simply that the Roosevelts traditionally did not celebrate Christmas with a tree. 
uh, some people thought that was because of his conservationist uh, views, because uh, Roosevelt helped establish the National Park Conservation. And so people thought that it was probably because of that. Uh, but it was just because tradition-wise, he, he just never really celebrated with the tree. Uh, yeah, let's let's not badmouth Teddy Roosevelt. We won't. We won't. Uh, he, a bit <laughs> civil here. <laughs> right. Let's move on to our fourth question. So, Hallie, uh, back to you. Sounds good. So this one, I'm sure different sources may um, categorize certain ones, but the way I have framed it is how many globally well-recognized winter holidays are there? And I'm going to do this one as well as multiple choice so that you're not stabbing in the dark. Uh, So is it A, five, B, nine, C, 12, or D, 15? So I'll repeat those. How many globally recognized winter holidays are there? A, five, B, nine, C12 or D15. Ooh, all right. I'm trying to think of, uh, gosh, if I was trying to count all the major holidays I can think of in the winter, and I think I'm only even amount to like five <laughs> maximum. But I'm trying to, because I'm thinking like the big ones, the big ones I can think of right now are like Christmas, Hanukkah, and Kwanzaa. But there's probably some other, it's definitely some mm-hmm. other ones, clearly. Uh, I'm sh- Keep in mind, winter can be. Okay, winter. I'll give you yeah. a little hint. Winter. Uh, hmm. I, I feel like there's just not, not that many, though. Like, because, you know, there's, I mean, college, there's always scattered around. And I'm going to go with, contrary to maybe going to the most, I'm going to go with the minimum here. I'm going to say five. So that's my answer, five. I figure that'd be fewer. So I'm going to go, my answer is five. Five, okay. I I think that's a really good guess because... Some of these, and I wrote them down. I'll have you take a stab at guessing just as a bonus what they are. Uh, Some of these they included, I was like, huh, I didn't know that was really a holiday, but it's kind of interesting when you looked into it that it kind of technically is. Um, So actually the correct answer answer is B9. Oh, wow. It's more than than I can name (laughs) right now. Yeah. Do you want to try and name the ones that come to mind? Uh, I mean, there's only three that I, yeah, I think you should re- read them, read them all, but, uh, uh hopefully I got one of them. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, you did. So the nine listed were Hanukkah, three Kings day, winter solstice, St. Lucia day, St. Nicholas day, Christmas, Kwanzaa, new year and Mardi Gras. Huh, wow. Oh, Mardi Gras. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I Yeah, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, I always thought Mardi Gras is in like February. No, I was like, yeah, I, I forgot about Mardi Gras too. But that's why I emphasized winter because Mardi Gras is a little bit after. Oh, oh yeah. But it's it's still technically winter. <laughs> I tried to give you a hint. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I tried. I, I I was just thinking too much of Christmas and uh, all like the major holidays that convene around uh, December. Um, uh, okay, yeah. Okay. Saint. Some of them though, interesting. Like Saint Nicholas Day. Like you would think. Like okay, Christmas. That that kind of it just has something to do with Saint Nicholas, right? 
Um, and then right. th- Three Kings, I can see that. Yeah. Um, but why? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. I got Kwanzaa, Christmas, and Hanukkah. Okay, at least I got the ba- big ones, the big players. Yeah, the main, yeah you got the main ones. <laughs> you forgot New Year's, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah, New Year's. I, I keep forgetting it's a holiday. <laughs> I can't forget it's a holiday. It's just yeah. like it's like okay, we got a new new year and everything, but I I yeah. always forget that it's a holiday. Like, and for me, right. I was just it's just me throwing away the old calendar and <laughs> getting the new one. Um, all right, well that's a great that's a really good one. Okay, so uh, we are we are still tied. This is close, and uh, I I mean I wasn't coming in here thinking it was gonna be a blowout anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, my next question. Okay, this is. It's gonna sound like it's coming from left field, but I promise you, the trivia fact is more interesting than the question and the answer. <laughs> okay, I don't. I don't know. If, I don't know if Hallie's gonna like me more, or hate me more after I read this question. But anyway, we'll see. Um, no, number four. When? What? What year were webcams first invented? <laughs> the a nineteen eighty four. B, 1991, C, 1995, or D, 1997. And I, I just added that that last part, and also because uh, Hallie's birthday and my birthday are, are both in 1997. <laughs> so just thought I'd throw in there, and maybe it's a more special year after uh, we reveal the answer to this question. So I'll read the choices again. When were web- webcams first invented? 1984. 1991, 1995, or 1997? Hmm. So let's think through this a little bit. Okay. So I don't really remember too much about the early evolution of computers, obviously, because I really wasn't on them too much. But what I do remember is my mom, I remember for whatever reason vividly when my mom learned what texting was. And she was so blown away. And it, the, these young teenagers, because she taught dance, they were all like, yeah, you have to try this new thing called texting. So that's kind of what I'm using as my reference point. <laughs> the fact that texting, <laughs> well, if texting wasn't around until I was like, I don't know, I had to at least been five or six if I remember it. Um, or even older. I'm going to go with 1997. Plus it's our birthday. <laughs> it is right should, should be the birth of the webcam as right. well and and this is a very relevant question especially nowadays when a lot of people are working from home and all yeah. that um so that is that is good thinking you are in the right decade <laughs> uh, but un- but unfortunately we are actually younger than the webcam of wow. uh, the first uh, idea for the webcam the answer is 1991 so it's actually been 30 years since we've had the first webcam and I'll, I'll add a little bit of some interest, uh, the interesting fact here. And that's why I'm saying like, yeah, the year, maybe not as much because I'm terrible at dates. Anyway, the idea for the webcam came when the, when in 1991, there were a couple some researchers at Cambridge and they, ha- they were really, really tired of having to leave their desks to get a cup of coffee. So what they did was that they wanted to get the feeling where they're, when they're working and they're seeing each other via webcam, they could see the, uh, the status of, that, of their coffee pot without walking to the kitchen. So it, when you're, like, if you're working or having a meeting, wherever you can see through the, 
you know the picture the screen there see yeah. <laughs> if the co- when the coffee's ready behind you so that was actually that was how they came up with the idea of the concept for the webcam so it kind of like ties in with the coffee that was a good yeah that's that right perfect question then there you go <laughs> I kind of threw you a bit of a curveball there. It was uh, you probably wonder like is Sherman okay now? Uh, <laughs> okay, we're throwing in some technology now. Um, but yeah, that was a good question. Yeah, I told you, Hallie, it wasn't gonna be easy. This <laughs> this quiz. No, I mean, yeah, you gotta gotta do a challenge. Gotta have a challenge. That's right. Uh, fantastic. All right. Well, uh, let's move on back to you, Hallie. Back to me. Cool. So the next one. We are going to do as multiple choice again. And this one is kind of history related, kind of holiday related. And so there is a day in December called Wright Brothers Day. And I need you to tell me what day it is, what the date of Wright Brothers Day is. So is it? Is it A, December 17th, B, December 5th, C, December 21st, or D, December 9th? Hmm. Okay. I I remember learning about the Wright brothers, and I believe, I, I've got a feeling it's a teen day, like it's in the teens. So I, December 5th doesn't, does not... That doesn't sound right to me. Um, I don't. Even th- I don't think it was the twenty. Let's see. Uh, I'm tied between the seventeenth and. Uh, I'm sorry. Could you repeat the the twenty the other answer? Yeah. Yeah, we we need to do the second repeat. Yeah. So to repeat the question, the day in December called the Wright Brothers Day, is it A December seventeenth, B December fifth? C December twenty first or D December ninth. I'm tied between the seventeenth and the twenty first here. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the seventeenth just because I feel the Wright brothers only also needed some time to get like last minute holiday presents and all that, and they would need to, would have needed a week to prepare <laughs> for Christmas Eve. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say December seventeenth. Um, I believe it was 1903 when the Wright, uh, the year the Wright brothers had the plane. So December seventeenth is my answer. Well, clearly they did have to prepare for the holidays, like you mentioned, because you're correct. It is a December seventeenth. Look at you! Oh, pulling ahead. Uh, I gotta step up my game. I know. Well, it's it's this is that took me some a little time though. It, that was uh, I I was just like. Uh, it was definitely around Christmas, and um, I I only I definitely knew the mm-hmm. year 1903, but the yeah the specific day in uh, that historic yeah. day, at Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Uh, I, I don't I can't be too cocky though. I can't be too confident <laughs> though because uh, it's only it's only one question lead for me. So I, I've got a, a hold on <laughs> for dear life here. <laughs> All right, so this next question is also multiple choice. Um, which state has sent the most Christmas trees to the White House since the tradition started in 1961? Uh, I, I mean, there were Christmas trees before, but really since 61, uh, there was this uh, tradition for uh, the White House to acquire Christmas trees from different states. Is it A, North Carolina, B, 
Oregon, C, Pennsylvania, or D, your home state of Ohio. <laughs> and I'll, I'll say those again. North Carolina, Oregon, Pennsylvania, or Ohio? Hmm. Well, I'm going to kind of base this again on climate, although I'm not the best at climate, but I'm going to assume that Oregon probably has a lot of trees, natural, a lot of Christmas trees growing around there naturally. So I'm going to go with Oregon. Yeah, that's actually what I thought too, because Oregon is just a beautiful state and all that. I mm-hmm. I think that that was a really good guess, but unfortunately, that is not the right answer. The <laughs> boo. <laughs> uh, Hallie's canceled her trip to Oregon because of this question. I just canceled the flight. It's it's over with. um all right well the answer is actually north carolina with 13 trees sent from that state i don't know why it's north carolina hallie but my guess is because of distance so north carolina is pretty close Uh, Um, i don't know why virginia though is not part maybe they just don't have as many christmas trees for some reason it could be because of the climate thing but then again pennsylvania is second place with 11 trees and uh, apparently Oregon, I guess maybe, maybe okay. it's just the fuel cost or something. It's just too expensive to ship from from Oregon all the way across the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I didn't think that that factor probably plays into it. Yeah. Shipping a tree across the country is probably not easy. Yeah, you can't FedEx it or anything. You can't overnight it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it works like that. Uh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be quite a load, though. Just be like, it's like I got to... Because uh, I don't even think FedEx even has like the the trucks needed to carry like an oversized Christmas tree or something. I don't know. Maybe they do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was surprised that Ohio wasn't even like top five. Um, but Ohio has only sent a couple of tr- uh, only three trees. Yeah, Ohio probably would have been my second guess. Yeah. Well, a little tribute to your home state. So I definitely got to got to include that <laughs> into you. that. Thank you. Uh, All right. Well, let's turn it back to you, Hallie. All right. Now, I hope this one's not too difficult, but I think it's pretty interesting. So the question is, and it's open-ended, who created the image of Santa Claus flying his sleigh through the sky? Flying through the sky. Okay, the only only person I can think of right now, and this is the space on my... Maybe just a U.S. history. I'm not sure about in the sky, mm-hmm. but the only guy I can think of who first created that modern like version of Santa Claus is a guy named Thomas Nash. Nast. He was a um, he was a basically like a newspaper guy, and he he did a lot of drawings of Santa Claus. So we kind of use that as uh, like a modern example of what Saint Nicholas looks like. I'm just gonna. Throw a Hail Mary. I'm just going to say Thomas Nass is the first one with his um, Harper's Weekly magazine. That's a really good guess. And it's actually a similar scenario, but the correct answer is Washington Irving. He uh, he created the image of, you know, that iconic image. And now, again, the just the thought of what it looks like for a man with a white beard to be flying a sleigh with reindeer through the sky um, in 1819. and 
he is the same author who dreamt up the headless horseman actually oh wow washington Irving. i never i never thought of that oh wow yeah i know right? what what approximately when did he create the, uh, this um this image 1819 was when yeah oh wow Oh, just oh, geez, oh, that's that's early. My goodness, uh, right? Yeah, it's like super, wow. super way back. <laughs> Not even in the nineteen hundreds. That's 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 so interesting. Oh my gosh! So uh, I wonder if there is a connection with with Thomas Nast. I, I just I bring that guy up because uh, yeah, it was also kind of a trying time as well when he was publishing mm. the Harper's Weekly, which was in the eighteen sixties, mm-hmm. early sixties, obviously American Civil War, and so this is kind of a way to get people to revolve around Father Christmas and and really just just right. cheer people up, you know? That's uh yes. that's what Santa Claus does. He, and he does it so cheers. magically. <laughs> Spreading cheer. Yes. Christmas cheers. My next question and uh this is this is kind of a bit of a fun twist here. Hallie, why was the latte so upset? Oh, is this a riddle? I don't know. Or this is a joke. All we know is that we have an upset latte here. (laughs) Why was the latte so upset? I'm trying to think of other coffee terms. Cappuccinos, um, decaf. Why was the latte so upset? Um... Ooh, I don't even I don't even know how to guess on this one. <laughs> this is like this one's I'll tough. I didn't see this coming. Why was the latte? I didn't know. I, I didn't see it coming. No. Um. Okay. Ooh. Why was the latte so upset? I don't know. He was deca- he was decaffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know that's. That's an interesting though because I feel like I don't know I don't know how easily triggered a lot of these uh, these coffees are if they have personalities but uh, <laughs> um, it's definitely based so it's based on the flavor so okay. the answer is because a customer told the barista it was bitter. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. <laughs> I would not have guessed that. <laughs> I'm glad that I'm known much more for my other other attributes rather than bad coffee riddles and jokes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but That's yeah, I, I just thought I'd throw in a riddle there. Uh, trust, there's a site that I like, I like that. Switch that up. Yes, uh, there's a whole site of like 120 jokes and all that. Some of them were just like, I, I'm done. Like, I don't want to. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that was just a fun one. But anyway, uh, let's move on to. Uh, we, let's see. We've got uh, just a couple more, couple more questions on either side. So let's go to your question. Your, your question number seven. All right. So you know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen and Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but. Did you know that two of those names had different original names? Which two was it? And they're they're of to give you a hint of German origin. So out of Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, and Blitzen, two of those names um, were not what they are today, and they're German words of origin. I hope I phrased that okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's good. Uh, oh gosh, my German is like 
nil. So it's, I'm not, I'm not doing so well right now. Um, <laughs> hmm. I'm trying to just think of some of those, some, some German names, although none of really like materializing in my head. I'm going to have to, I, I'm not even entirely sure. I feel like Cupid and uh, Vixen. Ooh. Um, I, I have not, I have no idea. I'm going to have to, but, but this is an opportunity <laughs> for me to learn, right? There you go. Exactly. So it's an opportunity. I will take notes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so t- tell us what, what those two names are. Okay. So the two names that are Donner and Blitzen, the last two, they were originally and again, I could be pronouncing this wrong because my German is also not great. <laughs> I don't really know anything. Uh, Dunner and Blixem. So D-U-N-E-R and B-L-I-X-E-M. So Dunner and Blixem are the German words for thunder and lightning. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And they just evolved over time into Donner and Blitzen. Uh, I love I love that reference to like the natural elements, you know, and how that. I mean, we certainly get a, quite a bit of that during winter time. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it even ties back into like them being flying through the sky, thunder and lightning. Makes sense. That's a great question. Oh my gosh! And now I learned something about German, and I I guess uh, like, look, I'm not good at German either. <laughs> we're on, we're in the same boat here. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that's that's super cool. So thanks so much for that. Um, yeah. Really appreciate yeah. it. Next question is: the Christmas truce was a series of unofficial ceasefires around Christmas time between both sides of a conflict. Which conflict did did this occur in? And uh, I'll do multiple choice. Uh, Hallie just did a face palm. So it's okay. I I will. <laughs> Oh God! I I didn't know this before we made this episode. Okay, That's so fair. so I yes. uh, we're we're all learning this. And is it civil war, American Revolutionary War, World War One, or World War Two? And I'll list those again. So civil war, uh, American Revolutionary War, World War One, World War Two. But yeah, if you want to uh, take a take a crack to see which one you think it is. Hmm. I, okay. For some reason, I feel like when I was researching questions, I glanced at this one, but I unfortunately did not read it. But I feel like I remember seeing something about a war. So I'm stuck between the civil, I'm, I'm leaning towards either the civil war or World War One. Um, Civil war leaning that way because Christmas is highly celebrated in America. Did you give a year? I, I don't think you did. Well, if I give the year, uh, it'll reveal the kind of the answer. <laughs> yeah, I figured. Okay. I just want to. Make sure I, I just want to make sure if you did, I had that context clue. <laughs> I, I was watching out for um, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I'm just gonna go with the Civil War. All right. Well, that that is actually. You were close. You were so, you mentioned the 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 correct answer. It was World War One. 
That was. I sh- <laughs> oh, dang nope. it! That's the one. I- uh, no, no, you're you're good. You're good. I I wouldn't. I probably would not have gone those. I was thinking maybe Civil War two because, um, especially when I was finding these questions, right? It's very American centric. Uh, but uh, and you're mm-hmm. you're right though in the sense that in during the Civil War there were times when there was there were ceasefires because both sides wanted to celebrate Christmas. So so I in a way I don't. Well, obviously the the correct answer is World War One, but Hallie, I want to give you credit because you actually had the right idea, and it's actually I do think it's very important. Uh, it's a very important part of it, the Civil War is that yes, it is was a lot of fighting. It was super. It was the bloodiest conflict in American history. But there were these episodes uh, when people really recognize each other's humanity, and so so they they decided to spend Christmas and, and to celebrate that with the other side, not just with themselves. And uh, World War One was uh, is the answer. It was d- the Christmas truce happened in 1914, uh, but it was just uh, I, I just think it was one of the most beautiful aspects of of world history is the the Christmas truce. Yeah, yeah. I think that I actually did see that one because World War One was the first one that popped in my head because I felt like I saw it. But then when I thought it through, that's when I came to Civil War. So that's interesting. But yeah, that definitely is kind of a cool fact. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, we are down to our final two questions. And uh, so, Hallie, you will have your finale question. Again, it's still close two to one. So I'm just saying... It's uh, this, but you know, the amazing things that we're all learning about new things, right? New facts. So, um, all right, Hallie, we're ready for your eighth and final question. Last but not least. And we're back on another uh, famous historical event that happened. Uh, so, the question is what famous American space mission officially? reached the moon's orbit on Christmas Eve of 1968. Oh, gosh. 1968. It was before the moon landing. So, because the moon landing was 69. 68. I'm trying to think of, like, the missions. Like, there's Apollo mission. Um, but there's, like, there were obviously multiple ones. So... It's it's lodged in my mm-hmm. brain somewhere. I'm trying to think of like the other mission. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Hmm. Sixty-eight. Not a whole lot of trees to look for. No, uh, no. But, no. Uh, <laughs> pretty barren. I mean, look, Santa Santa Claus has so many modes of transportation. Who knew? You probably he's probably beating Elon Musk to Mars by now. And maybe this the Washington Irving, if he was still alive, could could dream up a image of santa flying through space instead uh yeah I, that's right uh i i've i've blanked out on the other mission on the other mission that i i'm sure if you reveal the answer i'm probably gonna know i'm gonna just say apollo just because that was the, that's the only one that's that's lodged in my in my brain you're very close that is that is a great great guess and you're like halfway there um it's apollo 8 oh, i know there were a yeah. few apollos Yes, that's right. And yeah, it was the first piloted spacecraft of any kind to break free of the Earth's orbit and then circle around another celestial body. And actually, in honor of the historic event, the astronauts aboard the ship sent out a special live Christmas uh, Eve broadcast, complete with images of the Earth and the moon, and I guess readings from the book of Genesis. 
Oh wow! Gosh, that must be such a such a historic mission, and also to obviously do it in such an unconventional yeah. manner. And uh, yeah, it's remarkable how much technology has changed. Like I, I can't even imagine like watching television, seeing Neil Armstrong, you know, the first man on the moon. Um, just to see like, wow, it's like, that's just blows my mind. Who, who knows what the next frontier is going to be in space. Exactly. I know it's kind of crazy to think that there's more milestones to come that we'll probably get to witness. Absolutely. All right. Well, we are down. My, my final question is Canada one time, I can't remember what year, but they actually awarded Santa Claus official Canadian citizenship. And they also not only gave him citizenship, they gave him an official postcode. Now, my question to you is, and I'll give you a hint for this one, what is Santa Claus's official postcode in Canada? Oh. My hint is that <laughs> my hint is that there are three letters and three numbers, okay, and they spell out something. So there's six if you want to call it digits. And it's something a frequently heard um, phrase or term okay. from Santa Claus. Okay, so say the part again. It, how many digits and and how many letters? So the postcard has six slots. Okay, um, so there's three numbers three and numbers. three letters. Okay. Uh okay. So I think I know it actually. Is it? It would look like ho ho ho, but it would be H zero H zero H zero. That's correct. Yes. <laughs> Hallie yes. came back to Ty. She wasn't going to give up. I could not give up for the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely right. It is ho ho ho, and uh, that I just I love that so much. I wish That's that funny. I wish that our, our like that. the USPS was. Was that creative? But yeah, good props to Canada. And Santa Claus is Canadian. I did not know that. So, um, you know, I can easily travel across the border. <laughs> Canada's closer to the North Pole anyway. Makes sense. That's fair. All right. Well, we tied two to two. That was that was a really incredible run, Hallie. And I, I think we learned a lot about fun facts and all that. And my final question to you before we wrap up is what... What does Christmas and the winter holiday season mean to you personally? Um, what What is it that you love most about it? And what is a message you like to pass along to and the people listening and really to uh, all of your fans out there and just anyone you like to spread well wishes to? Yeah, my favorite part about it, I mean, number one is getting to spend time with family members. Uh, with everybody's busy schedules, you know, you don't always get to see your family. That's even an hour, even 30 minutes away because everybody's so busy. One of my favorite parts about it is that you finally have a time that you can all come together and just be present and not have to think about work or about the stresses of your life or whatever you might have going on. And you can just be together for a couple nights. Um, we have a couple fun traditions we do with um, games. We always play games, Balderdash. Um, we have this like horse game we play where we like gamble but I don't actually gamble with like quarters and it's always so much fun um and then the other part of it would be how willing everybody is to just be joyful around the holiday time and people are hyper focused on giving and and receiving as well because when when you're getting a gift you're you're receiving and sometimes people aren't always open to that so 
it's just a great time for connecting all around with people you you know love and then also people that um you don't know so my biggest advice i guess would be to don't miss that be present in that moment and um give and receive all holiday season amen the great answer i really love that and lastly Hallie, what is the uh, what are some ways that people can follow you on social media? You've obviously got fantastic content. I check out your Thank content you. when I want to get a, a good boost of energy because um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know how you're getting that coffee and that caffeine through pixelated screens, but you're, you're doing it. I, I, I can't stop. So. Giving people a dose of caffeine. How can people follow you and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, so I'm most active on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. You can give me a follow at Hallie, H-A-L-L-E-E underscore Smith on TikTok and Instagram. Username's the same. YouTube, it's just my name again, Hallie Smith. Two L's, two E's. The Kind of the irony of some of my jokes is that no one ever spells my name right, so I always have to clarify. Um, But yeah, those are my three main platforms. I'm, I'm, I can be responsive to DMs on Instagram. So if there's any reason you want to reach out, uh, Instagram DMs would probably, probably be the best way to do it. Uh, but yeah, you can check out all my content there. YouTube is where I'm the most active out of any. So I hope, uh, get to meet some of you guys and you can enjoy some of the content. Sounds great, Hallie. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I really had a wonderful time with you. Yeah, thank you. Yes, uh, the trivia was awesome. You put out some really great questions. Um, I've, I'm learning all the time, and uh, I hope that the audience had fun too. Because uh, as whether they were just li- were listening or just following along, uh, this has been a, a really remarkable episode. I'm glad you had so much fun. And uh, I want to just really extend my appreciation to you. You have such a busy schedule. And for you to take this time out of your day, uh, this, is, this means a lot to me and to our audience. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. It was so fun. Thank you all for listening to the 2021 Holiday Trivia Special. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to check out Hallie's videos down the show notes below. And finally, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to everyone.